The street wasn't dead, yet. Not all the way. Old Charlie Wing had given the kids from the next block the last of the lychee nuts and was packing his meager belongings for a U-Haul ride to Los Angeles and his relatives, and then on by plane to his home province in China, where he would be the richest man in the village and a big daddy to his horde of great and great-great-grandkids. Two houses down, the wicked witch of the neighborhood, ninety-year-old Bessie O'Brien, hung out the window, cushioning herself on a red velvet pillow as old as she was. When it snowed, she stayed inside, only sliding the sash up if she heard gunshots. Hardly anything ever happened that she didn't know about. She saw Findlay get killed, the cops nail the pickup truck loaded with five million bucks worth of narcotics, was able to identify over twenty muggers, and was the state's foremost witness when Tootsie Carmody shot the frog, the super peddler of heroin in the area. She wouldn't go to court to identify the shooter. She made the court come to her, and for one day her tenement building was jammed past inspection requirements by New York's legal elite. Bessie didn't wave, she just yelled down. Kill anybody today, Captain Jack? Not yet, I yelled back. When I passed the brownstone where Bucky Moeller had lived, I could still see the faint outlines of the white 703 he had painted there when he was a troublemaking twelve-year-old punk. He had been knifed and shot twice before he was sixteen. Then the blue uptowners nailed him with the radiator of a stolen car because he messed with one of their chicks. That was a long time ago. The street was starting to die about then. Set fifty feet back from the corner, so there would be ample curb space for a few squad cars, was the time-worn station house. It was an old-fashioned name for an old-fashioned building that had been born in the 1800s when this part of Manhattan still had goat herds and potato fields. Until two years ago, it had been well taken care of, but the financial cutoff had let the cement chip away from the courses of brick and left a blackboard for the damn graffiti artists to spray-paint insults on. A couple of those slobs were still wearing bandages. The station house wasn't going at full throttle, but the few left for roll call were the tough apples. I used to be the boss man there, captain, hard-ass but fair, good record. I got along with the troops, and we kept the area as straight as it could get. I retired out after wearing the badge for 30 years. I had gone into the academy straight out of the Marine Corps back in 75, so I still had some good years ahead.